Mr. Court, Mr. Boz, Mr. Witch, it's showtime. Danger, danger, high voltage. There is no spoon. Yes, there it is. The flying guillotine is an awesome weapon. It's not practical. It's not even aerodynamic. But it's awesome! Easy Rider is cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. They have fuel tanks the size of a pea. You'll get three miles out of that. Okay, okay. Could we possibly just talk about the damn movie? Obsessive cinema discourse. Hello. And welcome to this week's Obsessive Cinema Discourse. I am Boz, and this week we are discussing the 1978 film, The Five Deadly Venoms, directed by Chang Che. I am number one. I am the inappropriately dressed for a children's party badger. And joining me this month as ever are my other clan members. Court? I am also known as number three, the sloth, for I do not move, but am deadly. And which? I am number five, the drop bear. I shall eat your face. And <laughs> I can't keep that up for the whole show. I was gonna. <laughs> if, if we could, that would be glorious. But yeah, I don't think any of us could do that with a straight face for very long. Yes. <laughs> Love I, it. I, I can only do so much random racism. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's actually dub that we were doing that we we're making fun oh, of. Sure. Yeah. The secret is everybody stare at our foreheads so you don't notice how out of sync our lips are with the things we're actually saying. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was thinking, how, how are we going to convey this on a podcast that this is bad lip sync? So I just thought I'd put two intonations in the wrong place and shit. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> if you are looking at my forehead, I'm wearing large stick-on eyebrows. <laughs> um, that's what it is. Straight in there. <laughs> He always jumps to his notes. He's always right there, ready to go. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So yes, this is this is my my pick uh, from our from our list of awesome films that we have, um, and it's the one I wanted to do first. Uh, this film oh, goes back years. I actually bought this from the states uh, in the nineties at some point because it was the only place I could find it, and I I bought specifically a, a VHS player that would play NTSC. <laughs> and I ordered this with a few other Kung Fu films from the States. I think uh, New Dragon Gate Inn was one of the other ones. And it was just because I'd seen these Kung Fu trailers on the back of some other Kung Fu films I was watching because I was obsessed with Kung Fu movies at that point. And uh, yeah, the five deadly venoms, as I call it. The five venoms in some territories, but uh, has a very special place in my heart with all its faults and everything else. <laughs> Um, you guys, what what was your um, relationship with it? Is it are you new to it? You've seen it before, um, Court? I had actually seen it before. It has been a really long time since I've seen this. Uh, one of my roommates in college was a big kung fu fanatic, and he had introduced me to a lot of the Wu Tang Clan films, a lot of the Shaw okay. Brothers stuff, and actually the Joy of Sonny Chiba. I owe oh. all to my buddy al so <laughs> but uh it was like the first two that i watched with him was mystery of chess boxing and then five deadly venoms <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> and uh, that's a good start point yeah yeah i i actually had watched kung fu theater as a kid but they never got those were usually like the budget releases or the ones that were quote unquote uh 
public domain that they could play on a TV without having to worry about being charged for it or anything like that. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't it, it wasn't until college that I had actually seen some of the more quality ones that uh, you know, like the Wu Tang and like Sonny Chiba's stuff. It was usually those low budget, low rent ones like Shaolin Kicks or something like mm. that. that <laughs> you know, that they could just get on regular daytime TV. But these those two back to back was a revelation and turned me into a kung fu fanatic. Awesome. And which? Uh, so I remember seeing these in probably the early 90s um, in Chinatown in, in the CBD. Uh, and they used to run uh, a Shaw Brothers mar- marathon about once a year. And I think I went for about three years running. And I was drunk awesome. every time um, <laughs> with my mates. And it was, it was one of those things that we'd go and get something to eat. Um, we'd hit a bar, we'd drink heavily, we would go and see this and then watch movies until like 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was just awesome. You know, Five Deadly Venoms, <laughs> um, Five Element Ninja, uh, Flying Guillotine, all that stuff. Just absolutely yeah. awesome. And, and it, it made me go, you know what, I could be bald and still have awesome eyebrows. So it was, uh, it was a life goal <laughs> for me. That was my plan as well, so you, you achieve it well. Ah. it's funny some people used to watch kung fu and think ah this is a martial art I would like to do and I actually didn't do any kung fu until I was 28 (laughs) (laughs) took me that fucking long to get around to it I've done pretty much every other martial art you can think of Um, I have the dubious um, reputation of having tried most of them and stuck at none of them (laughs) (laughs) but you tried and that's the important part you gave it a crack <laughs> the um, rehab approach to kung fu, where you're always a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. that. Do it till you get um, hurt. And go. Oh no! <laughs> this one isn't for me. No, I, I did. I I stuck at taekwondo for quite a few years. Um, yeah. But by the time I found my kung fu, which is Wing Chun, because I love Wing Chun, um, I was going to a, a class. I was doing quite well. I was quite enjoying it. I got my first grade. But the problem was the kind of blocks and everything on the forearms, because I've got this kind of repetitive strain issue from my job. Um, if you, like, hit me on the forearm, it stuns my hand. <laughs> my hand goes dead. Oh, that's it's really nice. annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, some say, ah, you should just toughen up. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm fat and lazy, so I'm probably not going to stick with it anyway. <laughs> so that's why I'm number three, that. the sloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's part of the reason why I did uh, kendo, because... You can get hit with a, with a shinai, but you're wearing armor, so it's not as bad. Yeah, but you do have to run up and down the room going, God damn it, God damn it. <laughs> That really pissed me off, and that's why I quit kendo. <laughs> I'm okay with shouting. <laughs> Just randomly shouting with a big stick, I'm okay with. Well, that was a weird thing. I did karate, and in karate, you have to do the ki at the end of your katas with your big power move at the end, and I hated the shouting thing because I was a re- really introverted believe it or not um, and, uh, <laughs> so then i tried kendo didn't really get on with the kendo and then i went back to sort of karate and then taekwondo which have these ki eyes at the end of it. and i loved fucking ki eyes at the end of my patterns it was like <laughs> i just put my whole soul into them now it's awesome but yeah anyway that was a bit of a rabbit hole so uh let's lay out the plot now i'm gonna say up front i have a reputation as a podcaster for not knowing anyone's fucking name i am terrible with names and in this film, I, I reserve the right to keep being like that with impunity. So these are probably the only names you're going to hear from me all night. Um, so, 
So our plot. The dying master of the powerful poison clan dispatches his last pupil, Yang Tei, on a crucial mission. Worried that the skills he has taught are being used to evil ends, he orders Yang to trace a retired colleague, Yun, and warn him that the, the, the fortune he amassed from the clan's activities is under threat from five of his former pupils. Each an expert in his own lethal combat style, Yang must discover the whereabouts and true identities of, this, of these masked warriors, and decide which, if any, he can trust to join him in his mission. The five pupils are the centipede, the snake, scorpion, lizard, and toad. Centipede, snake, lizard, and toad know each other, but none know the scorpion, who always wears his mask. Before he dies, the master teaches Yang the weaknesses of each style. Ah. <laughs> and then we go on. <laughs> but he does also mention that uh, Yang will never be quite good enough to take on the others, so get some help, because you're a good shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kill all the others, but make sure one of them joins you. So yeah. find the most treacherous one out of all of them and team up with them. Yes. Then kill him. But if he has to team up with someone in order to kill all the other ones, he's in a constant loop where he has to train someone, make them a master, and then team up, and then he's constantly killing. So he becomes a kung fu serial killer, which would be an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. Ah, Hell yeah. A sequel. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought I'd uh, buck trend a little bit. So I just a couple of points of trivia. This has 7.2 on IMDb. It was number, ele number 11 on Entertainment Weekly's top 50 cult film list. Um, and is referred to in Kill Bill, uh, the five assassins of the deadly Viper assassination squad as a reference to the five deadly Venoms. So there you go. So uh, as usual, should we go through the movie in a sort of uh, a loving way before we sort of pull at the threads? That's how I have my notes, so that works for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all about loving. Prison loving. Um, <laughs> you got to get out the love before you get into the hate. That's exactly <laughs> it. You, you've got to get those endorphins kicking in and then bitch love. Um, <laughs> I love the, the, the opening screen to this. Uh, I, I, a Frosted Glass Productions presents. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Frosted Glass. Yes. I, I love those early intro sequences. Although... Um, it, it looks this was 1978 it it opens like a pretty modern film I find it's held up really well mm. yeah the, the yeah. I, I think the work that's been done to to recover these has been really really good even like, even the like, even the the version that I've got which is really just a cheap DVD hack version is really really clean the sounds are pretty good mm. on it too yeah whoever did the restoration for the DVD stuff is a damn uh did a damn fine job it's significantly better than the original vhs that i saw way way back in the day yeah <laughs> and uh the amazon's uh i i watched it on amazon prime here in the states and that's even like looked like a high definition transfer i don't know if they mm -hmm. upscaled it or what but it looked incredible yeah yeah i watched it on netflix and uh i also downloaded it onto my phone because i was away on holiday recently and uh, <laughs> so I thought, I'll watch it first, get familiar with it again, and then I'll watch it another time, and we'll, I'll do the notes thing, you know? Mm. <laughs> I came to watch it for the second time, and Netflix had just removed it. It's like, you bastards! <laughs> um, but thanks to Court, yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, just Amazon Prime it, and it was on Amazon Prime, and it's exactly the same print that Netflix were using. Uh, the downside to that for me is that it is overdubbed, and I hate overdubbed movies. Um, I know <laughs> there's a little nostalgia with the whole 
bad lip sync, but it, it's always, it, it's, the actors are always so terrible. Like their conveying of emotion and their timing, and that it's like if they did it better, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> but See, I'm, I, I I get that, but if you take out like the the overdub voice acting, the actual soundscape for it is really good. Um, you know the fight sequences and everything else. Are, are, you know, while there's a lot of you know wackiness of wave handling and you know um, strike <laughs> noises. It fits really well. It's really only the voice dub that's slightly out. And I've got notes yeah. about the difference between the voice dub and the subtitles that I had. had. <laughs> oh, right. There were some interesting deviations. <laughs> you, you often find that um, in the, somebody somebody did the script for the voiceover and someone else did the subtitles, and yeah. then you've got dogmatic and idiomatic translation differences and all that kind of stuff and yeah you, you can get some hilarious results mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I, I actually have a fondness for uh, the dub voice stuff because I get to the point where I start to recognize dub voice actors from watching so many of yeah. these films you actually like the Italians <laughs> you always have like certain voices that will always repeat and then some of those cross over into the Spanish films when they're dubbed in English mm -hmm. but all of the Shaw Brothers stuff and a lot of the kung fu stuff that was coming out of like China and Hong Kong and all of that, they have different voice actors, but they're all the same within that group. Yeah. So all of the all of the English dub voices are the same, and you start to see where they continue to use the same actor as the hero and the same actor as uh, as <laughs> as the villain in everything who does the voiceover dub. And I even recognize like the thing that's great is. Uh, one of the one of the five venoms. As soon as he started talking, I was like, "Oh, he's clearly a villain. <laughs> he's going to be the bad guy of the piece." Because I was like, "He sounds like the guy, you know, from One Arm Boxer." You know, I was like, "I knew it." You know, and then it's like uh, the master of the flying guillotine, the guy who dubs uh, Jimmy Wang Yu's voice, is like the same guy who did uh, Lizard, who ended up helping out. Yeah at the yeah. end you know kind of spoiler alert so as soon as that guy started talking and it was lizard i was like oh so he's gonna be the guy that teams up with him like i started figuring out the plot again <laughs> just by the voices alone it started like it started like you know I, I felt it that way and it's one of those things that you can kind of tell and it almost spoils kung fu movies when you listen to the dubs and you get so used to that mm. yeah <laughs> it's funny in spain they have this they overdub everything at cinema um but so they have their own like Tom Cruise and their own Christopher Walker. I mean, that was a bad choice, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the same people play the same people in films and that's their job kind of thing. Um, but I still hate it. I'm like, if something, if, my thing is if an actor's gone and they've gone and acted and they've put their voice down, then it deserves to be heard. Even if in, uh, I think it's Ong Back, there's a girl in that who has the most annoying voice on the planet. I would still rather hear her voice than the overdub version. It's just more <laughs> one of my little bugbears, really. Yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, the problem with that is, is, is when you hear it in its native language and you go, but no, you don't sound like that. But the first time I heard Cha Young Fat actually speak, that completely ruined me. Because I heard, <laughs> okay, no, no, that's not you. Was that a like a, a Mike Tyson type scenario where his voice was far less masculine than what you were expecting? Yeah, mostly. It's just like that's. No, I, you're, I you're thought that's what you were getting at. Yeah, it's, it's like you're, you're the killer. You know, you're, you're awesome, and now you're oh, oh, 
Oh. And his voice. Yeah, like, if his you actual... saw an overdub hard boiled, then yeah. yeah, the voice they put on him is very, hey, you over there. And yeah. Exactly. Know that, yeah. And his. At all. And Chow Yun Fat's real voice is much more nasally than that, and he doesn't yeah. sound like that at all. No. And you're like, you're such a badass, but you don't sound like one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just made me sad. <laughs> so our, our, our film opens with a man stewing himself in a large pot uh, with talcum powder in his hair, and he basically basil expositions the entire pre-plot for like <laughs> 10 minutes. So he, he's <laughs> in a large pot of dry ice, I might add. Yes. <laughs> His look is basically what informed my choice for beard for the rest of my life. I was like, yep, going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> do you throw talcum powder in yours? Oh, all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> it smells nice. Yeah. <laughs> Used to do cornstarch, but that attracted way too many people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at this point, my assertion starts that this is actually a horror movie. Um, and the the music and the walking around the old dusty training areas where they were they were all dragged through their you know different styles. Um, it's actually really quite creepy. You have got little titles popping up. This is what I meant by it looking modern. Mm. A lot of these old films would have been just like drums banging and flashing names on screen, and you'd have had that for ten minutes. But this actually they put the titles over them walking around. Mm. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's almost like they that that forwarding to us where we've got this short attention span. I'm like, I don't want to watch titles. Well, it was a training montage. Let's be honest. It was the stock standard action movie training montage, but just right mm. at the very start of the movie and slowly. Now, I've got a note about the music and, well, I love it because it is massively dramatic and everything else. But the action, mm. unfortunately, the action music, um, all I heard was the the version of Monty Python and the Holy Grail where they used that music. <laughs> and what, the dun 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 Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, the, the, the bit with, particularly the training one, there's a dun 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 and it, oh, yes. <laughs> I had five pupils. It, just, well, it, it took me completely out of it. The film itself is essentially a heist film with incidental kung fu. Yeah. It's more about getting this lost treasure and doing either good or nefarious things with it. And it just so happens that instead of you know having a gunfight at the OK Corral for this lost gold or the treasure of the Sierra Madre, they're fighting it out with their various styles to defeat each other to decide what's going to happen and figure out what's going to end up happening with the clan's legacy because it's a fight for essentially the clan's honor and then also some kind of winnings that one of the guys had yeah or at least that's what i could figure out from trying yeah. to follow See, it I, i'm not sure it's the clan's honor because let's be honest it's the poison clan <laughs> you know they're not doing like toy runs okay <laughs> <laughs> it's the five it's the poison clan pet food run this weekend <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Dress up like a dog. <laughs> if they're the poison clan, though, and like they're all supposed to be bad, then why does the guy care that all the stuff that he taught these guys is being used for evil? Because they're <laughs> yes. supposed to be evil all along. Like I don't understand that. Well, it's, I don't get it either. But I mean, look, if if you're willing to sit in a, a, a tub full of dry ice, who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably out of his scone. <laughs> yeah. 
So We're definitely out of the love section, then I take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I, look, I, I do. I do love this movie. I love it with all my heart, but there's so many questions. There are so there's many so things many. about it. <laughs> well, it's definitely, like, just to get back to the love for it, it's definitely one of the better produced Shaw Brothers films that I've seen. Yeah. And it, as Boz had mentioned, it doesn't feel like a film from the 70s at all when mm. you're watching it again. Uh, the physical. The physicality of the people in the film, the things that they're able to do, the flips and all of that, as well as the way that they film the martial arts photography, it's still pretty incredible. Yeah. Now, this is this is from the era where they slow down the moves so they could actually catch it on camera. This is pre-Bruce Lee before it was like, nah, forget it. You don't need to see it. You just need to see the devastation. Mm. Yeah, you just need to hear the noise. And, and, like, ah! and that was enough. And, yeah, but then... But some of these guys probably weren't as fast as Bruce, who literally could go so fast film couldn't catch him. Mm. Yes. <laughs> well, the the training sort of well, it's the opening montage where he explains each style. So we get we get a little. Uh, there's a picture of the venom on the wall with centipede or whatever, and then the guy in his mask with his training aids to show you what it is he can do. So it starts with the centipede, the centipede on the wall. And the centipede's very quick, uh, and he's unassailable in a Greek restaurant. <laughs> his plates are fucked yes he really hates crockery just... yes <laughs> but let's be fair all the... of these guys are not fans of ceramics mm. that's true yes not fair. although the lizard hates candles yeah. <laughs> he hates so lit candles a... he just yeah, wants them a... out badass at a birthday party don't ever take him to your birthday party because you'll never get to blow out your own candles yes <laughs> And you won't be able to see him coming because he'll be up the wall before you can even get there. <laughs> see, in, in the in my subtitles, he was actually the gecko. That makes more sense than the lizard, doesn't it? Well, yeah, that's... I went, oh, I'll get that now. Because, you know, lizards don't all find walls. But, you yeah, know, he was the gecko. Now, I'll, I need to talk about the toad. <laughs> right. The... The symbol for the toad on the wall looks like it's taking a crap. <laughs> well, actually, the thing on his mask looks like he's taking a shit in the middle of his forehead as well. <laughs> his his mask is the worst because the toad sticks out so far, but also the mask is like the chubby cheek version of the mask. <laughs> Two like toads, one cup. Oh! <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> Yes. So for the rest of my notes, it's just the shitting toad. And just... <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he has iron skin, because he also has bowel problems. Oh. <laughs> how do you, and how do you train someone to have iron skin? Stab him a lot, I guess. <laughs> you put them in. You put them in a tub of dry ice. That's what the teacher was doing. Oh, <laughs> That's how he got the yeah. iron skin. <laughs> there you go. So it's all fitting together now. That's how they do it. That's how they do it in the Iron Fist. It's uh, the guy starts jamming his hands into like hot coals and all of this like caustic material mm. that's meant to toughen up the skin. And somehow, like metaphysically, his chi traps the heat from <laughs> from the hot coals, and that's why his hand lights up whenever he sees the enemy he's about to take on. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about yeah. <laughs> it, it is a Shaolin technique: the sticking your hands in really hot sand and pulling mm. them out again to toughen them up. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Thanks, Dave. Um. <laughs> now I have to send that in so someone can put it on their show. 
stealing my bits, boys. <laughs> we can't do that. I can edit that out. <laughs> um, I do love the snake style. Um, it's the thing I remembered most about that film because there was a lot of years between me seeing it. And just, just the movements of the hands and the way he sort of clamps up the arms when he's fighting you. Mm. Um, I, I love that style. And the, the, the Scorpion, we realise in this training montage that he's only any good if he has a Zimmer frame handle to hold on to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, see, now, I, I didn't understand the explanation of that because I read the subtitles <laughs> and it was the subtitles talked about the claws of, of the, the Scorpion, but all he did was kick. Uh, and, kick things, yeah. And I, I'm going... No, no, that doesn't work. And then, obviously, <laughs> later in the movie, you know, he, we actually see his style, and it seems to mostly be saying, "I can make a C with my hands and kick you." <laughs> he does yeah. snap a couple of twigs off in that man montage. Oh, true. It was. I I think the idea was that his hands were supposed to be pinchers that would hold you, and then his kicks were the real deadly thing. Mm. You know, particularly if you're made out of ceramics. That's it. If you're made of ceramics, you are fucked in this room. <laughs> but okay. Lizard is the shit one because all we ever see him do is run up a wall, turn round and wave his hand at some candles. There are no other techniques to the lizard <laughs> style. <laughs> yes. Well, he can escape his enemies and then hang from the ceiling and get them. That's mm. his whole power. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> poke them in the eye from up on the wall. Oh, More like a guy. sloth than a lizard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did anybody else that, notice the, the main plot line of this movie where you're teaching someone else a massively deadly fighting style and then you need to eliminate that person because they then make evil with that martial arts? Yeah. That's like 75% of the plot lines of martial arts films. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I taught you how to kill people. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why are you killing people with the thing I taught you how to do? Stop that. Created a monster. Oh, the, the other thing, you were saying about the slow motion. They, they do slow these guys down. Uh, and actually, it's really good slow-mo. Um, <laughs> in these sequences so they've got the guy kicking the plates and the scorpion kicking his uh, things off the top of stands but on the overdub they didn't bother because obviously they were just rushing it through so they they put in some onomatopoeic sounds <laughs> is that the right <laughs> word? no because sure, it's not oh anyway fuck it you know what I mean yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so basically as the plate comes in he goes Hur! Hur! <laughs> yeah. like, yes but it's like slowed down to like a thousand frames a second or something stupid and it would not sound like that no. <laughs> it, yeah exactly it, it really jarred with me the first pupil his name was Santian he practiced the centipede style he was known as the centipede in fact the speed he moved was as fast as a centipede ha Ha! Ha! Oh, I, I, I was just going, really? All that crockery? And I mean, let, let's be honest, <laughs> you know, this is like in ancient China. Making crockery is fucking hard. Not like they had shitloads <laughs> lying around. Couldn't go to the shop and buy more. It's just wasteful. You had a great cousin. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Did and anybody else? Get, oh, go ahead. I was, I was just going. Uh, during this montage, they'll be saying yeah, this is the style, and we're seeing these slow motion bits. We also get the explanation of now one met two, but three and four never met. But two and three, his brother's sister's auntie's uncle's mum never met five, and one didn't meet seven because seven didn't exist. Have you got that? 
Mm. But but they all wore a mask, so they don't really know what each other looks like, except for their style. And it, I'm there going, I don't care, because this bloke doesn't know any of them. I've watched that bit three times. I still don't know who was with who, who knew who, and who hadn't met who by the end of it. Mm. It, was a, it was essentially who's on first with martial artists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else notice the huge amounts of fisheye lens distortion during all the camera pans? Yes. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah that's why everything got ah. warped around the corners on the very far uh, Shaw scope. They used very, very wide-angle lenses, and it gave this real serious fisheye distortion. And you only really notice it when they're panning the camera around, and then it's really disorienting. I thought I was having a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did note that. I only really picked up on it once, but it was it was a cross between a pan and a, a crash zoom. Mm. Um, so it was a pan zoom, I suppose. And it it like it seems to jar left and right, and I thought, well. Why would they have left that in? But yeah, if the edges were distorted, yeah, um, I wonder if they tried to fix it, and that's made that worse. I honestly that don't know, but I noticed it pretty much any time the camera was going, panning left and right, or if they any did any kind of tilt up and down, you could really tell because the entire room seemed to sort of like do that fisheye distortion that you see in some security camera footage. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean. I think what they did is they had this is probably some of the most lavish sets that they've had on a Shaw Brothers film to this point. I mean, some of these were really incredible. And I think they wanted to get as much of the set in because they built so much of it. They built like, you know, really like a, like two people tall sets, you know, where Ooh. you could actually because they had a lot of guys climbing and everything. So I think they wanted to use these extremely wide angle lenses to try and catch all this stuff. But at the same time, they still wanted to do the sort of handheld movements and, and some of that kind of stuff with the pans. And yeah. I think those two things in combination is what caused that sort of disoriented, distorted camera work. The only other thing I can think of is that um, depending on what you watched on as well, um, you know, the whole idea of, you know, short vision was to try and give it that widescreen effect. So if you were watching on a potentially a smaller device or on, you know, like at a four by three ratio, it may have thrown it out. No, I watched it on my 4K TV in the bedroom and okay. streaming, and I still noticed it at the far edges. Okay. I think a 4x3 would probably have cropped those edges out instead of doing the pan and scan bit, and you probably wouldn't have seen that on 4x3. Yeah, true. Mm. And that's how I would have first seen it. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I hadn't seen it in so long. It, it was really glaring to me, and it was just like hitting the OCD hardcore every time they moved the camera. I was... <laughs> I was like checking my eyes and making sure they were okay. <laughs> um, so I, I, there is a, there is an unspoken star in this movie that I want to bring up sort of early on, and um, that I, I believe he was the Foley department intern. And he was <laughs> he was in charge of footsteps, <laughs> and everybody's footsteps everywhere. He didn't miss a fucking trick, um, except for he only had one effect. And so, unfortunately, whether they were walking on concrete steps, a sandy floor, a carpeted room, the sound effect was always um, a lightly graveled driveway. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it's actually hilarious. You just hear people And it's like, I swear there's not a step he missed unless there's about 15 people on screen and they all run at once. And it's like, ah, ah, too many, I won't do any. Uh -oh. <laughs> Just let it go. We know they're running. 
they didn't have the technology to do the overdubs for 15 different people at once back then. That would have been too many tracks. Yeah. It would have been the Bohemian Rhapsody of Foley. <laughs> <laughs> Could just throw a load of bottle caps on the floor or something. I don't know. But I, but the, everywhere else, completely fastidious. So there is just a few bits where I just go, footsteps. <laughs> it just kept drawing my ear. I noticed a lot of tempera paint blood. There wasn't a lot of blood, but all the blood oh. looked exactly like Hammer Films Kensington Gore. Yeah, that tempera paint blood. It, and it I was, was disappointed we didn't get blood. any. It was red crime. Yeah, it, and we didn't get any of the pressurized variety. I was kind of hoping that we would get like you know a good blood spurt whenever like you know the the power was revealed that they just had to puncture his ears or whatever mm. for for the toad, you know. But we never got that. I felt kind of cheated. Yeah, yeah, it's not 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 baby car, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it, see it, now it, that's yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not it's not lonely. It, it's a different sort of feel. But there was plenty of it, you know, in the right spots. I mean, mm. <laughs> when it was needed, uh, it was there. But yeah, listen, you didn't get the the massive spray. Which, but I think that probably would have pushed it too far. In all honesty, you would have gone, yeah, nah, I, I would have been done. And I don't think they had a lot of money for blood. They spent a lot of money on sets, not a lot of money for blood. And apparently apples. It was all costumes. Yeah. Lo yeah lots, it was all... <laughs> lots of apples. <laughs> Tons of apples, really yeah. lavish costumes. Yeah. Everybody had to have a certain open costume that looked yes. like it was straight out of Mortal Kombat with no shirt <laughs> underneath. <laughs> it was uh, like yeah. when the one cop showed up and I, I already knew that the one cop was going to be the scorpion just by, by his voice. I knew like automatically I'm like, he's evil. Mm. And then when he shows up and he's dressed like a Mortal Kombat character when his his chest is open, he's like, oh, I quit my job. I'm like, yeah, I, come on, guys. You can't tell by the outfit. <laughs> Get over here! It's like, it's like him and fucking Centipede had the same tailor, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Uh, he was Noob Sapat. That's what it was. So, <laughs> so Mortal Kombat, callback for you kids. Um, now, I want to talk about the Scorpion. Alright. Scorpion appears mm -hmm. on screen. Yeah. That's so you wouldn't recognize his voice. <laughs> yeah, but it also makes it so you can't see what or hear what he's saying at all. You have no idea what he's actually saying. <laughs> I had to put the fucking subtitles on. I couldn't get a word in it. Yeah, I already had the subtitles on it, but I'm going, no, no. It's just like, oh. Number five is here. He has to catch number one. What are you going to do? Frame number five? He has to die. Otherwise, we're not safe. Really? They I mean, put I... all the subtitles behind his mask, too. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> You know, that was one of my notes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually had notes that said, what was that, Scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> my note just says, Scorpion is Kenny from South Park. Fuck you guys. I love how we always write the same shit down. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so... So plot-wise, um, our, our young youngs has gone into this town. As we say, there are two police guys there, and it's like, well, he's, he, he's met two, two of the Venom straight away, and he's just like, well, that was easy. <laughs> and they're yeah, so I, obvious too. Yeah, uh, I mean, they will not reveal themselves that who they are, except for Snake Dude, who's got a couple of cuffs with fucking snakes, snakes on, on them. Yeah, <laughs> no one will notice those. Yeah, and if you want to blend in, just go into town and start eating shit, and let it hang out of your mouth. Because no one looks at the weird hobo that can't eat properly. 
<laughs> I think it is everybody discounts the weird hobo that can't eat properly. Yeah, he's just blending into the background. But yes, yeah, they won't reveal themselves, but they will. Um. <laughs> Did anybody else think that Centipede was nowhere near as intimidating as they tried to make him out to be? His kung fu was pretty weak to me. Well, he, mm, he not had, as weak as his stubble. Yeah, he had very <laughs> wavy kung fu. It's, uh, I think his kung fu would be good against tall people because he seemed to be punching up a lot. Which, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's his training consisted of plates being dropped on his head from a great height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's deadly against a pottery shop, but everything else is shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know he does. Have no, a, like he, he has a very subtle calling card though. He just throws dead centipedes into a window. Yes. <laughs> it's from the joke shop. <laughs> They're all rubberized centipedes, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know, he's supposed he's supposed to be, like, faster than everybody else, and yet even the the guy that's not supposed to be as trained and couldn't take anybody else on his own, it sure seemed like he was about to take the centipede out by himself. It looked like he mm. pulled back when he was fighting with his coat of many colors on. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, what was that all about? Oh. <laughs> Just off the set of Joseph. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> the, um... I mean, plot-wise, it... <laughs> we should talk really about what happens, I suppose, a little bit. In that they find the old dude who's supposedly got the money, and... You know, what they could have done is just maybe followed him home when he was going down a dark alley, you know, because he comes and he knocks on the door. Uh, but no, they're sitting inside with his entire family. Mm. So, you know, I mean, my, why murder one person when you can murder 20? Yeah. But, uh, I uh, thought it was a bit of an odd uh, And just sort of casually put a rope around their hands. Don't actually tie them up. Just sort of loop it around their hands and they'll just sit there quietly. <laughs> just <laughs> show intent. <laughs> it's not, oh, yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. And yeah, that whole sequence, although I did notice that um, the whole bit with finding the map, was such an afterthought. Mm. It was, just, and the map wasn't really a map. It was just a picture. It's just, yeah. a, it, it's in this house. Yes. Where, where is that a map of? But yeah, just breaking. They, they kill go everybody. the trouble of killing. Yeah, they kill twenty people and mm. then don't really look for the map and then don't find it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just scorpion comes in. We then find out later on. Just goes, oh, there it is. Huh. Takes it. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently, and, um, intelligence is not one of the deadly venoms. Yeah. And <laughs> who hides a paper map inside a candle? Right, let's think about that just for a second. Inside a piece of wood, putting a flammable material in something that burns yeah. as well, and then putting that inside something that you actually light on fire. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, let's... He, he would know not to burn that candle, but remember, he was living in a house with 20 other people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But it was, it was, don't use the red candle that's on the shelf in difference to all the other red candles. Red candles. Around the house. Even in an emergency. Yeah. If Lizard lived there, you'd have no problem. But, um. <laughs> Lizard's the kind of guy you hire for like your 100th birthday and you're too tired and you don't have the wind to blow out your own candles. Yes. You just have them climb up the wall and go to work. Um, but, I mean, you know, all it takes is a power cut and they're going to go straight for that candle, you know. That's true. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the, they they look for the map and then there's a murder investigation and they're like, you must solve this murder. You have 10 days. What? what, what, what? It takes <laughs> as long as it takes, dude. <laughs> that, that was such the classic, do this or I'll have your badge. You know, it was just, 
or in their case, <laughs> yes. I will whip you to death. Um, yeah. <laughs> but did you like the way that they nice and neatly stacked out all the bodies? It was good, you know. Oh yeah, put a mat good. over them, and the coroner just sort of went and felt and went, oh, twelve broken ribs. Oh, yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, just, he had X-ray vision. Just give him a bit of a poke. Oh, 12 broken ribs, shattered jaw, kidney problem. Looked like the five. It looked like the five points palm exploding heart technique, didn't it? Oh <laughs> yes, yes. And, the way centipede did the attack. Yeah, well, see, one of the guys had a a, a burst stomach, and I just went, oh my god, it's touch of death, touch of death. Ah! <laughs> While we're talking about the police investigation, did anybody else notice how every official and cop, even the fucking jailers in this movie, are all corrupt and on the take? That's right. (laughs) I just went, wow, just corrupt police. It's just, you know, not one, but everyone. Just really hammering home the point that their their law system does not work. All right. It's just, just, got enough money, you'll get away with it. And that's all it really seemed about. Yeah, you could get away with anything as long as you paid them in that weird paper that just looked like it got printed out in eight and a half by 11. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's right. Now, as we sort of go further, obviously there's the whole sequence where Scorpion, um, you know, gets gets uh, blamed for the, for the crime and they go after him and he gets captured. But he gets captured uh, because apparently his weakness is the back of his neck. There's just, I didn't understand uh, any of that. They're fighting... And, and and the pupil sort of rolls across his back, grabs the back of his neck, and then all of a sudden he's powerless. And I went, oh, okay. Because <laughs> he can break chains. I don't think that was Scorpion. Really? I don't think that was Scorpion. I think that was Toad. You sure? Yeah, Toad was the one that had the iron skin, and he was invincible. But they ended up capturing him first, well, I they thought. They captured Centipede Oh, first. sorry, Centipede, okay. not Scorpion. It was Centipede, centipede first. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Because they yeah, had a fight, and was Toad red... helps apprehend him, and it, it's Toad that grabs him. Yeah, but he grabs him by the back of the neck. Yeah, well, he's obviously part kitten. Ah, I was going to say the same thing. He just went limp like a little kitten. Yeah, just... <laughs> it, yeah and he felt safe. The judge. Yeah, and just quietly yeah, wet that's himself. It, yeah. Yeah. I'll go along. It'd be fine. Yeah. Can you? Um, I'm sure it'd be fine. The justice system and the judge says to ensure absolute justice. I am giving you ten days. Come what may. Yes. Surely that will not lead to any kind of corner cutting or corruption. No, no. <laughs> Can you line court? Here, have some money. <laughs> yeah, the entire justice system in this just felt like I was like, <laughs> I just everything I had ever said about the justice system and my mistrust of police. I just felt so justified watching the movie. I'm like, see. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah, and when there's no forensics, you're like, how easy is it to get away with absolutely everything? You're like, oh, there'll be fingerprints yes. on that. Yes, <laughs> but it, I like how it was. It was torture him to get a confession, so we'll execute him. Otherwise, we'll torture you some more. So just think about that yes. for a minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> confess? No torture. Confess. Okay, I confess. Execution. Yeah, there's, there's sort of there's this convoluted thing where the okay, so there's a witness who sees. Uh, centipede come out so he's like oh her saw him he killed them and he's testifying against him and then they bribe him to change his testimony to point the finger at toad instead then it's right they arrest him and he goes along peacefully so there's no fight because obviously it's justice and justice will work out and they're like um confess no okay then we're going to torture you i have iron skin and then we have this whole thing about putting him in an iron maiden Um, but the Iron Maiden that has no feet in it. 
Right. So what if he, what if his weakness was his feet, or yeah, his head? His, or in my notes, I went, does it have a crunk needle? Now, I'm not, <laughs> pretty sure you guys know what a crunk is, right? I think I do, but I'm going to seek clarification in case I'm wrong. <laughs> so, so, so your crunk um, sits neatly behind uh, behind your scrope. And... I thought so. Oh, yes. okay. yeah. the taint. We, taint. Yeah, I know <laughs> it is the taint. Taint. Yeah, no, dude. locally it's called your crunk. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, but did it have a crunk needle? What if that was his only weak point? But mm. no feet, no head, no crunk. Just, uh, <laughs> but a lot of red paint dots. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And see, well, once they weaken him, and like one person manages to throw two throwing darts into his ears at the same time, anybody seeing it at the same, they were boomerang scorpion darts because that's the only way I could work it out physically. Yes, just like, yes. Oh my ears, please! And I went, but oh, okay, and just I just moved on. Yeah, just let it go. Yes, the yeah, the uh, venoms are yeah, and then he gets the deadly ear jab technique. He's deaf and crippled. They were wet willies. (laughs) (laughs) That was his weakness, a wet willy, and then Toad just corrupt, like just falls. Yeah, the venoms. He puts his fingers in his skull. That looked like that would have killed him. Uh, Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Stuck it in the holes, (laughs) in the holes where the where the scorpion darts went. So, you know, it's a bit like sticking oh, okay. a finger in the bullet wound. It's just, um, yeah. just making it extra hurt. That's not a euphemism, kids. Right. <laughs> the, the Venoms are definitely not nearly as deadly as they are treacherous and politically corrupt. Hmm. Most of the stuff that they do is pretty much how Congress works here in the States. Yeah. And well, then when that fails, then they break out the kung fu. Yeah, I look forward to seeing them using the iron coat in Congress next time I watch it. Yes, <laughs> would certainly make it more interesting to watch C-SPAN <laughs> for sure. Now, I did have a technicality: is it an iron coat or an iron cape? Because it really only goes over the back of his shoulders and down his back. Hmm. That's an iron cape. Well, I, I, I have to sort of question their entire approach to torture anyway. Um, so, <laughs> actually, when they first apprehend him as well, like you're talking about like due process and things like that. So like, oh, they just walk in. Hello, sir. No. Would you like to come to the station for questioning? No, just going to chuck a fucking chain around his neck and try and drag him out of his chair. Yeah. I was like, that was nice. But when we get to the torture thing, um, it... It's just torture is a first method before any kind of cross-examination mm. or interrogation, really. And they choose torture methods. So they do the iron... Ma- the, okay, we get the scorpion makes him weak, so his toad skin doesn't work anymore. Then they stick him in the iron maiden. Like, ah, now confess. Oh, he's fainted. Yeah. Yep. Maybe tomorrow we'll use something slightly less painful. No, we'll do an iron coat and yeah. we'll burn his entire back. Yeah. Oh, shit, he's fainted again. Yeah. Oh, look, just, should... just stick a brush in his hand and make an X with it. That makes it legal. <laughs> God, it sh- the film should have been called Torture with Incidental Venoms of Five. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is where my thing that it, it is actually a horror movie comes in because things get labelled as horror movies because of torture scenes 
which aren't some aren't as bad as these. I mean, okay, the effects aren't trivial, but like the, to imagine the pain of either of those two things is quite horrible. Yeah, true. And there's more to come. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 there is a bit that will make you never want to go to the dentist again. Oh, and also I'd like to uh, make the statement at this point that Scorpion is Batman. <laughs> you certainly appears... can't understand him in any way, shape, or form, exactly. or anything that he has to say either. He comes in through windows when nobody's looking. He disappears when you turn your back. He even throws batarangs that hit people in the ears. Yes. Scorperangs. <laughs> yeah, scorperangs. That's cool. You should copyright that. <laughs> Get over here! I'll oh. swear to me! <laughs> Get over here! Swear to me! <laughs> uh, oh, we just merged Batman with Mortal Kombat. Uh, Love it. Because yeah. <laughs> we're classy guys. I actually had trouble. I actually had trouble deciding and figuring out who was going to be a good guy and who was going to be a bad guy. There were so many double crosses that most of the people just ended up back where they started. And I couldn't yeah. tell who was actually working with who well, until we got the training sequence with Lizard and Lizard Jr. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so shit, isn't it? Yes. All we have to do is jump off the wall and attack them. Or jump up sideways and attack them. As long as, apparently all it required is to, them to be attacked at the same time. And they would have won. Yeah. Now, what if they'd come across Toad like that? That wouldn't have worked. No. <laughs> Not like he'd have just been victorious, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and it made it look like Toad was going to be the one that was going to help him the entire time, and it would have looked like it was going to be three against three, where Toad could have been one of the good guys, and then it would have been like this trifecta fight where Toad's dealing with the other two and getting all the stuff beat on him, while oh. you know, want the the two guys, the the two lizard guys, work together to defeat one of them and take him down, and then you know, Toad would get to live, but. There's so many double crosses. Like at first, you think Toad's working, gonna work for the side of the good, but then he's after the money too. I guess it was really hard to tell. And then he ends up getting set up so that Centipede doesn't have to get killed. <laughs> it's... I have a question. <laughs> it, if, if the they all know each other's styles and what they sort of entail, don't they? Well, more or less, yeah. Not really, but a little bit. They they know of them. But Scorpion seems to be Batman. And he, uh, he seems to be the the more knowing because he's the great detective, mm. and he's playing everybody, isn't he? To get this, at the end, he just stands back and he wants everybody to kill each other. Mm. Now, if he was really smart, he would have made that fight happen in a desert, well, <laughs> or just outside in a park. That, that's right, uh, <laughs> away, away from, from walls. That, yeah, away from walls. Yeah, walls, basically. trees, mm. anything that the lizard gecko guys could climb. Mm. Just shit. There's just floor here. We're fucked. Yeah. We have no perfectly vertical surfaces that no one else could possibly walk up like we do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently Gecko has now become Aquaman. <laughs> Terrific on water, shit everywhere shit else. Shit everywhere else. <laughs> Guys, can, can we fight at the beach? Can, can we just. <laughs> I'm going to call back to episode one. Because Snake Ooh. did the bloody belly grab. He he, actually, <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did the wiggly leg belly grabs. <laughs> Pulled it off. 
So that we, must be where Dolomite learned it from. That's it. Yeah. Dolomite is technically the snake. He would be the Black Mamba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would be number six. <laughs> yes. He's the missing sixth deadly venom. Nice. Oh, now, is the universal sign for I quit just throwing your hat on the ground? Because apparently that's all it takes. You take up your hat, throw it on the ground and go, oh, I quit. There you go, I'm done. There's no paperwork. You just throw your hat on the ground and leave. I'm out. Well, silly hats do seem to defer authority, don't they? Well, sir. The... Yeah. And I, it looked like the judge actually had two modes. It's like when I'm in judge mode, they stick out to the side. And when I'm in normal walkie-talkie mode, they sort of sit down my back. Yeah. I, th I think that's how he tunes in his TV ch panels is he, he tilts the, the head just oh, right so that he can get the reception better. I, I thought they were those fly swatters that you electrocute flies with and he just swings his head from left to right really quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, I when when lead cop fella turns up at the end, I totally didn't recognize him. <laughs> I knew he was a scorpion but I didn't realise he was the cop from earlier because he, he had a hat on. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's, it totally fooled me. It's like Superman with the glasses. Threw his hat off, all of a sudden completely changed. He went from authoritarian <laughs> to evil venom just without a hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and he had on the outfit of the lead singer from Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I've mentioned um, it a couple of times, eyebrows. I want to talk about eyebrows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, just... Centipede had the angriest eyebrows I've ever seen. Like, they were just permanently, like, a down, angry emoji face. Lizard had, like, just directly sideways, but you could see his actual eyebrows underneath. And I'm going, do you do that? Well, they were extended out a bit, weren't they? Yeah. They went a bit longer around the side of his head. Yeah, but I'm going, you know, if I'm looking for someone that's really bad, should they always have the, the frowny face eyebrows? Is that how I know that they're bad? <laughs> right, that, that should be... Yes. Just the frowny eyebrows are always, always bad. So that that was one of them. And the only other note I had was Scorpion dies really badly. <laughs> Yeah. It's a bit of an He's just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, 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 and then he actually goes. He dies like Paul Rubens in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still funny. They come back Still to the funny. yeah. The, they come back to the film like hours later after the credits are done and he's still there going Ooh, ah, ow. Yeah. <laughs> who put this red paint on my chest <laughs> See, who that, melted all these crayons on me yeah that's how you knew the snake was dead because he had extra red paint on him <laughs> and apparently his weakness was having darts shoved into his body that's like everybody's weakness. <laughs> well, apparently you get enough of them. How did he pull the, the darts out of his back, by the way? He's a snake. He slithered around. He's, he was able to detach his jaw, and he just worked his way around and bit them out. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Especially the ones up by the shoulder blades. No, you're not getting those. You're getting itched there. You're screwed. We have sticks for that <laughs> maybe use chopsticks to get them I'm sorry oh no. that's racist vaguely racist vaguely racist 
And speaking of vaguely racist, Asian with a gambling problem. <laughs> Not saying anything. That's more more of a stereotype coming from them. <laughs> they actually wrote it that way. So we had five deadly venoms plus a venom of all trades, mm. and then we're left with the double lizard. Yes. That's the end of the movie. Yes. <laughs> basically the two worst ones left to carry on the legacy. Yeah. It's like, what's the most shit, shit, shit skill we can give the martial artists to survive and pass on? Mm. Let's go with lizard. Yeah. yeah. Can you climb a wall? You're done. All right. But yeah, we'll just be like, we've got the money. Let's fuck off. And just, yeah, we're done. Move on. And I, I love how they're talking about how they're going to pay the clan's debts. They're going to do all this stuff to try and turn the image of the clan around. And it's like, but at the end of the day, your name is still Poison. Yeah. <laughs> You're still the Poison clan. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just, no one's coming to you to go, can you help us, Poison clan? No. <laughs> help us, Poison clan. You're our only no, hope. <laughs> <laughs> But you kill Batman, so you're not much used to us. Um, <laughs> but I love how it just sort of like, let's atone for our evil clan debts and give money to charity. Okay, the end. Yeah, the end. <laughs> <That's right>. as, <laughs> they, as they freeze mid-frame of them walking into the sunset. That's how it yeah. ends. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so abrupt. You're like, oh, oh, that's finished then, has it? Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Oh, okay. <laughs> no credits. Yes, everyone lived happily ever after, except for all the dead people. <laughs> All yes, of the dead there's people. a lot of dead people. There are a lot of dead people. And I was just like, oh, okay, just let it go. Oh, there's this brilliant crisis of conscience that Snakey Snake has. And he goes, but when will the killing end? And it's like, you fucking killed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Even it's you. Yeah. You stuck a hook down somebody's throat and pulled out his intestines. You stuck a spike into somebody's brain. Yes. Actually, he held him still, and Centipede did all of that. Yes. <laughs> ah, okay. So he's able to absolve himself of the guilt of the actual killing, ah, yeah. and he has no stomach for the hooking of intestines. Okay, I'll let him off then. See, and <laughs> now again, Super Coroner. Super Coroner went, actually, he died from having his throat slashed from the inside. And I went, did you just touch him? Throat slashed from the inside. Now... <laughs> when they were when they were hook killing that guy and obviously centipede being a frustrated dentist, um, <laughs> they 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 wipe the dude's face and he blinks. <laughs> I missed that. Damn. <laughs> it's, it's just so like well spotted. So. They're holding him there. They're wiping the blood off and he blinks as they wipe it off. And I went, he's not dead. He fake. He's faking it. <laughs> That commitment. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was very. I weird. didn't. I didn't notice that because I was too busy like freaking out over how crazy it was that they dragged a hook up through the guy's throat and flashed it. Yeah. See, fucking horror film. I said this is a horror film. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a horror heist film with incidental kung fu violence mm. and occasional wall climbing by lizards. Yes, and an alleyway lobotomy. <laughs> yes. Isn't that a Ramon song? Alleyway lobotomy. It is near. <laughs> uh, I just did want to mention the soundtrack because um, <laughs> I started to notice it more my second viewing through again but um, I did notice that the, the violin tone they use I think it's a violin uh, it sounds like a pissed off husky that doesn't want to go out for a walk <laughs> <laughs> mm. 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 Mm.
It's either a pissed off husky or a very sad Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a really odd. It's an odd motif, noise, but they use it a lot. Yes. Yes. Ooh, I think. Did you also notice? Um, you were saying about the set building and how much love went into the sets, and that is obvious. Because you notice how super respectful they are of expensive vases and furniture whilst fighting indoors. Nothing gets broken. No. Except for those wooden rack things that he kicks over at the end. Mm. But not a single vase. Yeah, speaking of vases... Reminds me of Jackie Chan, yeah. <laughs> where he would be fighting and trying to preserve the antiques. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah that's because they haven't actually paid for them. They just borrowed them. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of vases, though, next time I want to get drunk, I'm going to get a giant vase full of alcohol <laughs> and, drink, yes. and drink from that. Just to get really fucking hammered. But you have to angrily throw it at somebody once you're done with it. Yeah. Because otherwise you've missed all the fun of that. That's exactly it. Yeah, when it's empty, you definitely have to toss it. Yeah. Angry vase drinking <laughs> is my new thing. Whilst on vases, um, I think what made me think of that, um, have you guys seen um, Yip Man, the film? Oh, yeah. Yip Man, yes. Um, I love the bit at the beginning of that where the little kid just comes in on the try and says, Mom says if you break anything, you're in trouble, and goes back out. <laughs> just in like a circle. <laughs> I thought that was classic. Uh, All right, is there anything else that we need to cover off? We've, we've touched on a lot of points. No, I'm ready for my knock three times. Okay. Yes. Let's get to it. I would like you to knock three times before you leave. So, I can't remember how we've done it in other weeks, but I think we should do one at a time. Um, and I think, Court, you go first. One at a time as in one, I sorry, read one? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. We all do our one, we all do our two, we all do our three. Yeah. Okay. Why form a clan only to hide it and then have them all killed and not let them use any of their skills. What's the point there? Fair point. <laughs> that... The whole plot line of the movie, I'm like, wait a minute, you're training them to be deadly weapons. They're not allowed to use any of it. No one's allowed to know who they are for their own safety. And they do nothing with any of this skill. No wonder they just want to rob somebody and spend their retirement, you know, on a beach with this old man's money. Mm. Somebody made money somewhere at some point, didn't they? But they clearly went off the idea. See, and this guy kept it all. That's the whole point. I want to know what the other guy did to make all that money. Was he using his talents? Was he an assassin for hire? Was he a different Venom? And if so, why aren't they all learning that one? Because apparently there's money in it. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good point. Maybe he's the anti-Venom and he has all the money because he's helping keeping them hidden. Ah, the anti-venom, I like that. <laughs> Let me just... so was that yours, Witch, or was that just off the back of courts? That was just <laughs> off the back of courts, because it, okay, right. it was there and it was in my head. So we'll go for yours. So why is no one even vaguely surprised when the toad breaks chains? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't normal. Yeah. 
They just go, let me throw he's heavy a- chains over you. And he goes, ha-ha! And they all go, oh, shit. Okay. I think it's because the guy's standing there in a gold lame scorpion outfit from uh, Mortal Kombat. Get over here! With his uh, chest exposed. And he's got, like, abs of steel. And he's just kind of standing there. And anybody who could dress like that and walk around in broad daylight clearly can defend himself. So when he's able to break chains and bend metal with no problems, I don't think anybody's all that shocked because they're like, oh, that makes sense. That's why he's wearing gold lame. Yeah, that that makes sense. And in one of the other fights, he pops up and says, Toasty! (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a superhero. (laughs) Boss? Um, I want to learn how to do the snaky snake techniques and in that it, when my hands move it goes like it has to make that there must be a kung fu school I can go to or I can learn that so please email us if you know somewhere that teaches snaky snaky hand technique with whooshy sounds thank you actually off the back of that that goes to my next question which style of poison technique from the film would you prefer to learn Clearly, Boz, you're going to go with Snakey Snake. <laughs> Snakey Snake, definitely. I'd have to go with um, Toad, because it really didn't seem to involve much, other than just going, oh, and breaking stuff, which I'm okay with. <laughs> <laughs> didn't seem to require any real training technique, other than just getting going, haha, you cut it. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I was going to pick Toad for the exact same reason. Because I could just stand there and go, Haha, your weapons are useless against me. Toad's going to be your sloth persona. Yeah, exactly. Because that's that's what Toad was. He should have been the sloth, where he just he sits there and he's deadly. It takes him forever to actually hit anybody. When he does, all of the force just destroys them, no matter how slow he moves. And they can't do anything to harm him. Yes. <laughs> uh, which or number two? So, my number two is, what was with the scared, shaky leg thing of the guy that saw the original killing? Yes. Was this an episode of Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> I Rang. think that's called overacting. <laughs> just, oh, I'm so scared I have to make my legs move. I'm just going, what? what is that? <laughs> Initially, I went, oh, he's crippled. And then I went, no, he's just a dick. <laughs> that was odd that was completely odd it was it was like really slapstick at a really inappropriate moment it was like I don't know why you did that Boz I want to put this forward as the best unintentional horror movie of 1978 <laughs> so I'm just repeating myself really yes. I, I, the best unintentional torture horror of 1978 yes at least you didn't say the word you hate boss well exactly i was gonna say that it may have been invented in 1978 but yeah a t-word torture's fine it's just including it with the other word that's actually a good thing and and barreling them together yeah that that makes it a bad yeah you don't throw porn against it and then it's then that becomes the bad (laughs) derogatory term it does and yeah. if anybody wants to say it, be my guest, because I'm editing this fucking week, and I will bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, the bromance won't allow me to do it to you. No, no. Oh, I love you. No. <laughs> and, and I love porn too much to ruin it. So. 
Say cunt as much as you like. I ain't going to bleep that. But if you say the T word, it's gone. <laughs> so I can say torture cunt, but I can't say torture. Oh, yeah, you can actually. But then that might put you on some kind of government watch list. So we're <laughs> Either that or it's going to put me on a list for people to start emailing me for the BDSM lifestyle. I don't know which. (laughs) Or you'll get an email from the Superhero Council saying, that's a pretty good name. Do you want to join? (laughs) (laughs) My power would be of the sloth where I'm indestructible and I don't move. (laughs) Starfish. Oh, (laughs) but if you call torture cunt, your outfit must be red. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly like centipedes do. Yeah. Yes. Open chested, please. Are we on my turn? I can't remember where <laughs> oh, yeah, we're at. I think we are. <laughs> Just derailed nicely there. Okay, so why are there only five poison clan techniques? You would think that if they're supposed to be a clan, there would be more than five, and they would have more techniques and more types of poison kung fu. Do you have some examples? <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> Drop <not> bear. <laughs> Sloth drop bear. That's that's two right there. You know, uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of other animals that they could have come up with that are deadly and poisonous. Spiders, you know? any number of things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spider. spider was a big omission, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, they had scorpion, but no spider. You would think they would have some type of a spider yeah. technique. Um, <laughs> or they could have had stripy cunts, as I call them. Sorry, that word's getting overused now. Uh, wasps. Sorry, wasps. Yeah, ah, right. Cunts with wings. Yeah. Right. Mm. Winged cunt, yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Hate them. Fucking. But how would, how would the winged cunt style actually work? He would, if it was a wasp or like a deadly bee, it, would he just be throwing his ass at you constantly? Yeah, it'd be like the William Shatner flying butt attack from Star Trek. Which yeah. I like so <laughs> See, it, hey, that is deadly. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like it'd be like the face hugger technique. He just jumps at you and just jams his in your face. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> pinches your face with his ass cheeks. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Just <laughs> smothers you with it. That's a horrible way to go. Like, horrible way to go. He tries to suck out your intestines through your mouth using his butthole. Yes. <laughs> so his costume would obviously include chaps, wouldn't it? Then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this film just got a lot more sexy with that idea. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> okay, wait, your last one. My my last one is how does showing someone a room full of dusty training equipment help them? So remember right at the start the whole training <laughs> montage? He's going, Here, look at this room that I've never shown you before in the whole three years that you've been here at this dusty equipment. This is what I used to do, but I never taught you any of this stuff. That just seems cruel to me. <laughs> this is where you would have got to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Had I actually bothered to teach you anything, you would have been in this room. But sorry. This is Scorpion Zimmer frame. <laughs> and here are the here are the wooden plates that we glued together for him to break, which unfortunately with the high def print, you can see the seams. <laughs> you can also see the seams in the Zimmer frame thing where he snaps the handles off to show his claw technique. You can actually see that they're just glued on. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. Here's the, here's the bill for the crockery that Centipede broke. <laughs> That's actually the debt of the clan. They have to go pay off. They have to pay the poor crockery guy. <laughs> Reopen every Greek restaurant in town. 
dear. And Boz, what's your last one? Uh, my last one is, I think it was probably more dangerous to sit in a ceramic pot with dry ice in warm water hovering near your nutsack than actually sitting in a pot of almost boiling water. Yes, and having, <laughs> having a kettle with non-boiling water poured on you. Yes. <laughs> I actually have two more. Okay. Oh, I have do. way more I have way more questions than I had any other points in the movie. <laughs> okay. My first one of the of the last two, okay. Isn't Yeah. <laughs> isn't teaming up to defeat a foe really just cheating? Yes. Yeah. So essentially the teacher says, "You suck. The only way you're going to win is cheating." That's the moral of the story for the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, find, find someone bigger and stupid and you to do the fighting for you and you'll be fine that's been my whole life plan <laughs> <laughs> okay last question is there any honor in these battles or any humanity not really no. I'm referencing battles without honor or humanity <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no <laughs> just no there's the, nobody does anything honorable in this in any way, shape, or form. Not that I necessarily have to. I mean, they're all members or former members of the Poison Quintet. <laughs> so they're not really a clan. They're a, they're a quintet with a teacher, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's a, no, <laughs> but there's nothing there's nothing redeemable about any of these people. No, no, not at all. They've got nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, not Which actually, for this genre of movie, is quite unusual, isn't it? There's normally one extremely moralistic character, but they're all a bit... I suppose the young kid is the closest thing, but even then, it's just like... I'm, your job is to team up with one and kill the others. <laughs> that, and take the money. <laughs> and, take, <laughs> and take the money from the family of the guy that just got slaughtered. That's why There's no mention yeah. of like trying to help them. Nah, fuck that. Take, it, take the money and run. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like I said, it's a it's a crime heist film with incidental kung fu and then elements of just straight up everyday life horror, like actual things that could happen to you horror, including yeah. torture and having your eardrums pierced simultaneously by scorpion <laughs> rangs. <Yes>. Scorporangs. <laughs> Scorporangs. Or put in an iron maiden. Oh, and don't forget having—we we, we forgot—having uh, your having your face made into papier-mâché and suffocating you, and then being hung to look like you committed suicide. Yeah, hung by the of chin. Course. Hung <laughs> yes. by the—he was like wearing one of those like weird fifties like back stra back straightener things, just hanging off the off the. <laughs> I'm going. Can you hang yourself like that? Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought. They were going to like steal his face or something when they were doing like the, yeah. the rice paper, like waterboarding. It was just like, I, I didn't understand. And of course, the irony of that was he was poisoned. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I thought that they were torturing him to get information at first. And then I thought that they were doing a method of execution where they were just going to suffocate him. But like as soon as they started putting the wet paper on his face, I was like, "Holy shit, waterboarding!" Mm. And I immediately, I immediately started feeling guilty for being a U.S. citizen during Bush's reign. <laughs> don't you automatically? Anytime I see <laughs> that on screen, don't I'm, you just feel guilty? Full stop. Really? What? 
What, for being American? Yeah. I was born here. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. I mean, that'd be like blaming you for being Australian. No, yeah, well, it's okay. Cause, yeah, oh, it is my fault. I did it. <laughs> I did everything. All of it. It's all me. It's a, it's a circumstance of birth. <laughs> You're both making up for it nicely, so don't worry. <laughs> we, we do it. It's a bit. sad state of affairs. It's a sad state of affairs of both of us are being diplomatic for our country, yeah, right. despite what the bastards in charge are doing. That, that's right. <laughs> if people are looking to me to be the diplomatic savior of my nation, we're fucked. <laughs> Especially for me, because I'm a borderline psychotic. <laughs> All right. So, gentlemen, in closing, um, do you want to just get a couple points why you love slash hate this movie? Uh, just in, in in roundup. In roundup. Um, well, look, I, I I love this movie because it is sheer entertainment. Right? There is nothing that you need to take away from it, other than you know, if you want to like look for morals and stuff, sure, go for it. It's it's worth it to have a bit of fun. It has so many influences in cinema outside of this uh, that it is worth it, and I think the. The only thing that you know I can take away was obviously, um, and I think it was said best when I looked at the subtitles and the dubbing said "oh yeah" and the subtitles said "screw you." <laughs> awesome. So, if you were to give it a rating out of five, how many watts out of what would you give it? I would give it nine. Rubber centipedes out of five. Yes, nine rubber centipedes out of five because they've got lots of legs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. I, I'm going to give it five squarperangs out of five. <laughs> um, I'm giving it four intestine covered inner hooks out of five. <laughs> wow. Wow. I suddenly want to change mine to your rating. Because <laughs> it's somehow still better than my 5 out of 5 or his 9 out of 5. <laughs> it wasn't full marks either. Uh, I, I had to hold something back. <clears throat> uh, I, this film does have everything I love in the genre. Unfeasible long hair just in front of the ears. Mm. For yeah, some I, reason. I, I love um, to stick on mutton chops. That it just, just swept back. Yeah, they make, it makes you look like you're running really fast all the time, yes. which I think they're awesome. I love that style. Mm. Um, well, from damn, damn sexy kung fu men with impossibly extended arched eyebrows, as we mentioned previously. Mm. Um, totally ludicrous kung fu styles with no logic or reason behind them. Awful <laughs> script, tenuous plot. Um, I love it. <laughs> basically, everything you, basically everything you just described is all the boxes I like to check for an old school kung fu film that was made pre-80s. Anything made pre-Bruce Lee has to fit into that sort of that sort of mold. It has to pretty much have that feel to it mm. where, you know, it's 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 ridiculous, it's outlandish and it's amazing. If it fits into sort of the dirty ho mold of that that film Dirty Ho, it's perfect for me. That's all I need. Yeah. And hopefully as many people will stick on beads as possible. Yes. <laughs> With talcum powder in. Yes. Yeah. Big influence. Those stick-on beards pretty much informed my whole entire choice of facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I, I hope we've done justice to the five deadly venoms. Um, I know we don't normally do. Do we normally pimp our other shows on this show, or do we just, you know, 
We did on the first yeah. one, but we didn't on the second one. So, should, should, we, should we be shameless this week? <laughs> this month, should I say? Might as well. Sure. Got it, cool. Okay, you can find me on my regular show, Cinema PsyOps. I'm available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash PsyOps. I have a Facebook group as well named Cinema PsyOps, and I'm also Court PsyOps on Facebook. We also have a wonderful group for obsessive cinema discourse. I would like to invite everyone listening to this to join, with which you can interact with all of us there as well. Please do. Yes. Please, please come to our Facebook page. We did it. We made it. Do stuff. Please come on our Facebooks. Oh! (laughs) That's, of course, the sticky palm technique. Um. (laughs) Also, my style of kung fu sloth and sticky palm. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on uh, my regular show, Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. Also, a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. You can find me at legionpodcast.com and on Facebook as the witch t-h-e-w-y-c-h i also have a facebook group which is slowly but surely getting larger so come on down come and talk to us about your drop bear technique and um (laughs) that's about it for me i am of course a zedless celebrity handbag and will turn up for nothing short of free fries at mcdonald's (laughs) and you can find uh my nonsense at simply syndicated.com forward slash shows forward slash uh, pod of horrors and that is the little pod of horrors we also have a facebook group if you'd like to go there not many people bother but it's there um and, uh what else oh yes uh i do movie news on simply syndicate as well which is a weekly show i'm not there every week but i do put in an appearance when i can uh we talk about upcoming movie news across the whole all genres um and we talk about what we've been watching um and also there's some gaming news shows and things coming up which i might be getting a little bit involved with as well so uh for uh other podcast needs go to simply syndicated.com because i'm a dirty splitter and i'm cross network uh so because <laughs> pimping ain't easy nah <laughs> you need a cane so <clears throat> thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us and uh, for putting up with my first corralling of one of these shows i hope you've enjoyed it and uh, who, whose go is it next uh, be back to me. Hey. So hey, the next one will be all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is completely my fault. So suck. Excellent. And you're going to make them wait and see what that is? Yeah, fuck them. Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck them. We love them. Thank you for listening. Can, can I fuck them yes. and love them? If they if they will allow you, with their permission and their consent, you can fuck them and love them, and you can fucking love them. If you would like to give your sense for being loved and fucked, uh, go to our Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) Did we just say that? Right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's it's done. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was the Five Deadly Venoms. Inappropriately dressed for a children's party badger. Signing off.
Don't forget, you can find our perfect and pristine Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash obsessive cinema discourse. And if you think we missed something on any episode, <laughs> yeah, as if, uh, please do email us at ocinemad at gmail.com and bring your own particular OCD into the light. Or was it ocinemad at maybe it was O Cinemad at oh I know maybe it was more like Oc I'm Mad at or were we thinking O Sign Madi of the three deadly venoms you're the one left standing <laughs> <laughs>